we're doing this series called Baby Steps, and today I want to talk about um, how to make your masterpiece. So um, the, the Bible talks about um, you and I were made in the image of God, so the Creator made a bunch of creators. Um, you are, in Ephesians, God's masterpiece. And so it's sort of inside to create, to make something. And I believe that God put you here to make something. And um, a lot of times we don't realize maybe what it is exactly that God put us here for. But I think you are here um, to make some kind of masterpiece. And so today, I want to I read from the very beginning. And, um, you know, in today's world, there's so many things that are changing and things are so different. And a lot of times, I think when there's a lot of change around us, we look for something maybe older, more stable, uh, familiar to hold on to. Um, like if you grew up in church, maybe... When someone sings an old, old hymn, and you go like, oh, that, that, that feels like a warm blanket in, in some sense. Um, so Genesis 1. In the beginning, right, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says, and the earth was formless and empty. Let's say it together. It was what? Formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering. So it's formless and empty. It was, in, in some places it says, um, waste and void. Um, it was chaos. It was a mess. Some translations say it looked like a toddler walked through the room. Have you ever, the Hebrew is tohu vavohu. It's just, it's just a mess. I mean, it, it can't take that child 10 minutes. Does you know what I'm talking about? And everything that's in that box is everywhere. And, and I just, the other day I was trying to get some work done and I thought, well, I'll just clean up a little bit so I don't trip and fall on something or and have a little peace of mind because there are things scattered everywhere. Over here is a little stethoscope. You never know when you need a stethoscope. Over here are some sprinkles for cupcakes because you never know when you need some sprinkles. And then there's a marble and some beads and some stickers and some coins and treasures. Treasures. Whatever is in the mind of the little one should be treasured. And it's scattered everywhere. And so I started cleaning it all up. Only to realize it was just a vicious circle. I just shut the door and locked her out. <laughs> Which is the next verse. So the, 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 the creation, which is God's masterpiece, you and I at the culmination of that masterpiece... Um, it starts out chaotic, formless, empty, and there's darkness. 
And I think this is important because a lot of times we don't realize that, you know, our lives kind of feel that way. Formless. Who, who, who's ever said, man, I just need to get a little bit of order going here. This is just a little chaotic for me. Um, for a lot of people, having what we have now, this routine, lack of routine, has thrown people off. But we'd like to start with a sense of order. So here's how the masterpiece goes that God creates. First day, there is uh, light, and he separates the light from the darkness. And it was evening, and it was morning the first day. And then there is this expanse, and it separated the waters above from the waters below. So the sky and the water. It was evening, it was morning, the second day. And then the land, as the waters are separated, they let's separate the water here and the water there, and dry land appeared. And it was evening and morning the third day. So the first three days of the creation story is separating. We'll set, put some light here, some dark there. Let's put some sky here, some water there. Scoot the water back and let the land appear. It's big movements. On day four, the sun, the moon, and the stars. On day five, the fish and the birds. On day six, the animals and human. And what most scholars will teach you about the creation Genesis 1 account is the sun, moon, and stars of day four, they fill day one. The fish and the birds, well, they fill the sky and the water. And day six fills the land animals fill the land so in other words the first three days it's as if you just got these rough movements just let's shove a little land here a little water a little sky let's get some order going isn't that the way you start a project just got to get a little order going and then the second three days in the in this Genesis 1 account, then it starts getting filled in. Let's not just have the water, but let's put some living creatures in the water. Let's get some animals on the ground. Let's get some birds in the sky. There's a reason that you have this sequence and you have this order, because to make any kind of a masterpiece, you have to start somewhere, you know? And God starts with chaos just like you and I start with chaos. Your masterpiece always starts that way. Next time you wake up and something's a mess in your life, you just say, this is, this is fantastic clay to begin my masterpiece. You don't want to start with everything perfect, but what you realize is, that this is how it starts to work. Um, so the first three days, we could say God is making shape, general shape, forming it. He formed, 
formed the land. And then the second three days, God starts filling it in. By the way, I was sort of thinking about this this week, and it reminded me uh, of, of, a, of a teacher who taught about the first half of life and the second half of life. And the first three days seemed to me like the first half of life. Like the first half of life, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. The first half of life, all you want to do is get through college and get a job. Let's just be honest, you don't know anything. You think you know a lot, but you don't know anything, but it's okay. But the first half of life, you just get a job. Um, and, and by the way, have you ever talked to somebody that's young and they have a job and they don't like it? And what do you say to them? Like today, now the thing to say to them, well, just get the job that you want. You don't know. You say, get up and go to work. I don't like my job. And what you say to them is, Good. I didn't like my first job either. Who here didn't like your first job? You don't like my first job? You're not supposed to like your first job. You're not supposed to like your first three jobs. Is anybody with me? Do you remember your first job? I mean, the first job you do all the work no one wants to do. They look at you and they think of all the things they don't want to do and they go, I got a job for you. That's your first job. And you're not supposed to like it. It's not supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be fulfilling. You're just moving dirt. Who's literally had jobs just moving dirt? Right? You're just moving around. Because you're, you're in the first part. You're just still forming. It's not fulfilling. It's not fulfilling to me. And you go, good. Suffer. Suffer every day. Get up and suffer. That's a part of life. I'm joking, kind of. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, is it good to tell them, like, from when you're, when you're 19, you're going to have the perfect job, and you're going to wake up every day, and it's absolutely fulfilling. And people are going to care about your input. It's as if there's something good about it not being great. All right, so if you're, uh, see, the thing is, like, if you're 45, you're getting what I'm laying down right now. If you're 25, you're Googling for another church right now, right? Like, <laughs> because you're like, I know, because people will tell you that. They will tell you, oh, it's going to be perfect and wonderful and fulfilling. But here, First three days, just move this and just shove the dirt over here. Just scooch this over here, right? It's just grueling, but it's doing something for you. Hmm? Who can look back over your life and say, yeah, I think I learned a couple of good lessons in the early days. But I want it to be fulfilling. That, that, that comes later. That comes later. Um, it's as if the first, the first three days, the first part, you know, I just, and, and people will sometimes look, young kids, they get too anxious, get too worried, you know, about, well, well, it's not fulfilling or it's not this or it's not that. And they, they want good answers. You know, it's like when you graduate from high school and everybody goes, what are you going to do with your life? And everybody just makes something up. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And, 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 you know, the poor kids that are honest, they're the, we're in the worst positions because they have no idea. And they feel stupid. I have no idea. What's the reality? Did you have any idea? I bet one out of ten here had an idea. Like, I have no idea. So, what, you see, you're there, you've got this job, you cobbled this one together, and what are you doing with your life, people will say. And you say, I'm just sorting a few things out. Is it true? I'm just trying to sort a few things. I'm sh- shoving a little dirt over here so a little C will appear here. I'm just separating things. You know, you got to sort things out. That, that might be the first task is just we got to sort a few things out. And that, that, that takes some doing. Don't underestimate what that's about. i gotta, I got to sort this out a little bit. One, one person said it's like building a container, you know, the first half, the first three days. You're just, you're just building a box. Like, so I was telling you about Charlie's treasures. So she found this box, and she has all of her treasures in it. And it's just the most random. There's like some plastic tweezers in there. A dice. A marble. A sticker. You know, Treasures. And she collects them in this box. And so think of the first half of life. You're just building a box. It's the same where you fill the box. You know what it's about, what it's for. But a lot of times people start early in life, they start comparing containers. You see the guy next to you, he's got this big, massive container. And you're like, look at this guy, look what he's building. And you got this little one over here. But what, you don't, he's going to carry manure with his box, right? You're going to carry diamonds. I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't compare boxes. You just, you just do your thing. I mean, this, this uh, account in Genesis 1, it's so good because it, it, the, it, it gives you a break. You know, if you're in the early part of your life, just chill. And, and at the same time, don't chill. Like, get up and get a job and, and, and have a budget. There's a four-letter word. A budget. You know what a budget is? It's you telling yourself no at the beginning of every month. No. It's you saying to yourself no before you even got to the ball. No. Oh, this is the least popular message I think I've ever given. (laughs) A budget is a self-imposed limit. It's crazy. Like, see, you you can't start throwing birds into your tank if it leaks. Well, don't put birds in your tank unless they're the swimming kind of birds. But anyway, (laughs) fish, thank you. A little help from the crowd here doesn't hurt. First thing, you got to get that thing working, you know? Button it up a little bit. A budget is, here's what a budget is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cheat tomorrow. That's what, that's what it is. I'm not going to cheat tomorrow. No. 
I mean, in, the, in a culture that screams, yes, 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 you can have, you can have, you can do, you can have, and you, it's, it's hard to tell yourself, no, nope. Why? I'm going to screw up my future. I'm going to screw up tomorrow. I mean, that's a good, that's a good part of these earth-moving days, day one, day two, day three. This is all a part of getting it set, getting it ready so you can bring on the birds. You know, a lot of people, they just start praying for birds, beautiful birds. I want birds. God, send me birds. But you got nothing for the birds to eat. You got nothing for the birds to fly in. God, send me beautiful tropical fish. The other day, we went to see my mom. We were down, um, and there's a, there's a little restaurant on the water down in Bradenton, and uh, and it's, 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 right on the, it's right on the Manatee River, and they have this huge... Uh, aquarium there and of course it caught charlie's eye and and this is like she sat in this little high chair it was like high it was like four high chairs stacked i don't think i was actually supposed to be there but i got tired of holding her so i just sat her there and she just stared at these fish and and i six times charlie we have to go like we have to go eat no absolutely absolutely not mesmerized by this tropical fish tank, as beautiful tropical fish can do to you. And so a lot of times what we're doing is we're praying, God, just, I just want beautiful tropical fish. This is like, I just want all this beautiful stuff in my life just swimming around. Nothing really wrong with the prayer. But this is the, this is the series Baby Steps. Like, we're just talking about, like, glass and glue right now. I don't care about glue. Is this a problem? Because if you care about fish, you got to care about glue. You get it? If, if you want all this stuff in your life, you got to back up and you got to do these things. These things. This is just shoving the dirt over here. This is just the big, ugly steps. I started thinking about all the... You really should. You know, you should load a semi. Anybody here ever load a semi? I and one time we went to this fancy place and they had this escalator that extended into the semi. It would be like a telescope. It would come out. I mean, I felt like I was in heaven. Like the, the, they just came to wherever I was with the boxes. It just followed us in there. Boop, boop. All I did was go like this. I thought I was in heaven. This is what heaven's like, Dad. When you get in the semi and the little thing follows you, takes the boxes away. Picking up dead bodies in the middle of the night in college, living on top of a funeral home. You know, everyone loves that. <laughs> Your dream job, right? And the chicks love you. Hey. Hang out. You want to come hang out at my place? 
Anybody, anybody have some dirty jobs in your life? And you say, but that's not, no, that's not good for you. Why, why isn't it good for you? Maybe it's great for you. Maybe the thing that we missed is that the masterpiece, you know, had the start like just rough and crude. I was gonna, I was gonna twist Vicky's arm to come up here, but I decided, you know, not to because she doesn't prefer as much. But you know, she's built houses for like twenty-five years, and um, and and you know, so she built our house and um, like first stages they're all it's all just mud it's just just mud and it's just it's just a mess and everybody wants to get to the pretty stuff but that that comes later you got to do all the rough and you got to do the rough stuff right huh because you start adding all the pretty stuff and the rough stuff isn't done right guess what's going to happen it's going to crack and crumble and fall apart. First part is, you know, the baby steps. It's, it's just getting everything squared. It's getting everything level. It's getting things sorted out. And can I just say this as boldly as I can? It's not supposed to be fulfilling. If it is, good for you. Just consider yourself somehow bonused. Right? You know, the funny thing is, though, when you look back, when you look back, you look back at some of those things that you did, and you will think, well, it wasn't that bad. Who can say that now, too? It's like, you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love it at the time, but there was a certain, you know, there's a certain charm to picking up a corpse in the middle of the night, you know? And there's, there's just things that, you, you know, you, you, don't, you don't realize at the time, but it was okay. But deeper than that, you realize it, it did something for you. I think a generation coming up that's told, just go buy expensive fish for your aquarium. And they aren't taught about glass and glue. And they wonder, it keeps leaking, and the things they have keep dying. In other words, it's not fulfilling. I think sometimes it's because we just got to back up a couple of steps, you know? You see, this was all about limits. He, he separated. He put a limit. The water can go here, and it, it can't go here. And then the sky has, limits the water, and it limits the water. It was all about setting these limits. You know, we need limits, Oh, we need them. It's like, no, 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 you can do it. Well, that's not exactly true. You can do that. We need to stop here. You need a limit. Because when you have a limit, then you can start to have a form. That's what a form is. It's just, if you just pour something out here and there's no limits, it just goes and it just goes away. So a limit starts to make something of you. Right? A form. Limits, like, like speaking of limits and, and dirty jobs, I work in my dad's plastic injection molding process. 
It's a, it's a limit. You, push, you can go, can't go any further. Because God's molding you. That's the only way you can be something is if you have limits. And that's okay. Limits are good for us. You know, I started researching some of the great masterpiece paintings. Mona Lisa took four years, you know, to paint a lady's face, four years. It's going to take some time to make your masterpiece. And the thing that I, I would like to say is it's okay. Probably the person that I think of the most in my life would, would have been my grandpa. He was the master at baby steps. He was the master at just doing one thing. In the, in, in the war, he was recruited and became a tailor. I mean, I didn't even think, like, you, when you think of a person in the military, you don't think of a tailor, but I guess in the, you need a tailor. Someone's got to do that job. And I think, well, you know, what a terrible, boring job. And you know, it's just like stitch, stitch, stitch. And you know, I think what it did for my grandpa, he just had this, in, he had this incredible, resilient, and I'll use this old-fashioned word, diligence. Proverbs, I think, 21.5, it says, the plans of the diligent bring wealth. What is diligence? Just one stitch, another stitch, another stitch. Which is why my grandpa could see any kind of project through. Haste, he said, or in Proverbs, it says, leads to poverty. Haste, getting in a hurry. Anybody ever get in too much of a hurry? Make a mess of something? Don't you think there's a reason when something's on sale that they need you to buy it right now? Why? Because if you think about it, you might not do it. So uh, you get in those rooms and like, oh, and I'm sorry if I'm jonesing on your thing here, but, uh, you know, if you leave, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to offer this to you because they don't want you to think. Remember when Jesus said, talked about following him, and he said, you know, it's like when you build a house or something, he says, you first you've got to sit down and count the cost. Why is sitting important? So you can think, sit down. I better count this cost. I better calculate a little bit here before I go. Do you remember Moses when he gets his calling? I mean, Moses, what a masterpiece, you know, pulling all those people out of Egypt. Didn't think he was qualified, didn't think he was worthy. But when the, he's standing in front of the burning bush, the voice says to him, take off your shoes, your sandals, take them off. This might be the most important thing. Take them off. You get to sit down and, you, you know, we always were worried. We're always, people are always comparing someone else. And like, I, I can't take mine off. I, I, I got to keep moving. You know, these guys are doing this. These guys are doing that. Just, no, 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 just, just take them off for a minute. I just want to talk to you. These are great things. I mean, that's what you guys are doing here. I don't know if you know that. You're, I mean, the bush is burning like 
Here I am. Right? You're staring. What in the world is that? But, but your shoes are off. Something's happening in your soul. You're rethinking. You're recalibrating. It's a good thing. You know, if you have chaos, you have clay. That's what it is. Chaos is the clay for your masterpiece. So you just take it and you shape it. Um, God says, let there be light. And there's light. You know. And the first thing is you just got to, the light has to come on. And that's when your shoes are off, that's when the light can come on for you. Boom. I don't know all the details, just the light came on. Ah. Have you, have you ever been there when it just came on for you? Oh. Inspiration. Oh, I get it. Oh, I understand. Oh, this makes sense. The light is, it, it comes. But even... We need limits to light. That was the first thing was like separate the light from the darkness. Some people they think a good thing. I just need more and more. No, everything you need limits. Light. Okay, no, no, a little dark. I got to rest here. I got I to sleep. The masterpiece of God's creation. I hope you go for a walk today. You know? Get to a park. Just breathe it in and realize that it all started with void and waste. Tohu vavohu was a mess, chaos. And think about whatever in your life is chaos or a mess and just know, just take the first step. Start sorting it out. You remember a few weeks ago the Katinas came to sing? And, um, and so, I don't know, I was busy that week. I had to do a funeral. So all the guys, they were sleeping at the house. And I, and I, and I just said, just, you know, you guys, I'll be back. I got to do a funeral. And, and, you know, I didn't know it, but, but Sam woke up. You know, Sam plays the keys. He woke up, and he went out to my garage. And, 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 you know, he grew up in the Samoan culture, so he said, Tohu vavohu, what happened to this garage? And by the time I got back, I mean, I should take pictures. He had everything stacked and ordered and neat and swept out. And yeah, you just got to start. Anybody just kind of overwhelmed? This is chaos. Like I've been staring at that thing for like eight months. I got to do something with this. You know what I mean? You ever moved in? Like you move in and you're like, it's just everywhere. And you think, someday. It's okay. Just take the first step. Put this stuff over here, and then we'll put this stuff over there. And don't worry, because guess what? You're just building that container. And then the birds are going to come. Right? FaceTime my mom the other day. I said, Charlie, she, Charlie, look, there's a blue jay. She's been working on that garden. 
getting all the right bushes and all the right trees to attract all the right birds. And sure enough, every morning that blue jay comes and sits right there in front of the porch. The birds will come. The beauty will come. The fulfillment, the meaning will come. It'll come when you're ready. Hmm? When you've put all these other things in place. Your masterpiece won't be like any other masterpiece. So, close. So I just Googled, you know, the the greatest paintings in history or whatever, you know, and the the order that it gave me, not that there's any particular, but it was the Mona Lisa, uh, and then I think it was Van Gogh's Starry Night, and uh, uh, it might have been The Last Supper. It was kind of going like Da Vinci. But here's the thing. As I looked at them, I want you to think about this. Oh, Picasso had one in there. None of them were alike at all. The subject matter wasn't alike. The style wasn't alike. They were all masterpieces. So look at this. The masterpiece that you make is unlike anyone else's. So don't worry about what they're building. Don't worry about what they're making. The thing that will kill your creativity that will kill your masterpiece is looking over your shoulder. Well, this is how they do their life. This is what they're doing. Who cares? Good. Clap for it. Get it on your computer screen, right? Look at all the different masterpieces, and you'll see how completely different what they're looking at, the subject matter, the way it's done, the canvas it's done, none of it matters. You just build yours the way God wants you to.